0: Hey everyone, before we start, this is Doug from the Pitch Stack Podcast. Um, last night after we recorded this episode, LSS dropped a crazy b and announcement on us with very little warning or preparation. And so just to let everybody know, we don't get to that in this episode, but Matt and I are going to record a special episode in the next two days and put it up. We're going to go over this B&R announcement, what it means for the metagame, um what it means to have our first living legend hero and all sorts of turmoil that has been thrown at us by lss so i'm looking forward to it hope you are too and uh, hope you enjoy episode six all right welcome to the pitch stack episode six um this is an exciting episode we've got calling results. We have spoilers for Uprising. We have all sorts of market-moving news. Uh, the skirmish recap, skirmish season's over. We can now take a look at the new Living Legend leaderboards for Young Heroes. Uh, this has been a great week for flesh and blood. Uh, Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing good. These spoilers are really, really cool,
1: and it's got me thinking. It's got the brain juices going.
0: Yeah, right. I love that the card pool is still so small. It's like I feel like it's so hard to speculate in other TCGs that have like massive card pools, but with Flesh and Blood it's still so small. You can kind of just sit there and be like, "Oh, I already mentally built this deck," you know? Yeah. 100% Doesn't oh, feels yeah. that way looking at these cards. Yeah, and as we record this about 2 hours ago, they just spoiled a new, I guess we'll call it a talent. Um seems to me to be a talent over a class right because it's an adjective oh yeah it's going to be exciting when we talk about it oh yeah so yeah i guess you, you know what we have so much to talk about let's just uh we'll get the intro out of the way and go for it let's go you're listening to the Finch Stack podcast Okay, and we're back from the intro, and I guess first things first, we might as well open the mail. Uh, Let's say we got a question from our friend Angel and Angel asks, what are y'all's expectations with Icelander hitting the meta? Matt, I'll let you answer this one first. Well, Icelander was already printed as a young hero, as we all
1: know from Everfest and well, she's back in Uprising. And she's back as a young and adult hero, of course, for draft. But she also has new art. That's pretty cool. I mean, I do like her original
0: art quite a bit, but her new art's not too bad either. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. The the young hero art's actually really interesting because uh, when I first saw the art, I assumed it would be like a new ninja class. And then on the actual card, there's like ice going on. You see the slow... uh, the slow hair color shift and i don't know um alexander makov did a real good job with this one it's pretty cool well
1: the art actually is um i don't know if it's necessarily depicting a moment in the story but the story is interesting as well that they posted alongside
0: the spoilers so uh have you read the story yet i did and i have no recollection of it <laughs> <which> I, <laughs> well it <which> was <seems> terrible <laughs>
1: Let me help you. Um, the brief summary is that I think Icelander is sensing some sort of shift or disturbance in the in Aria. And she's going to find out where it's coming from. Some sort of danger, some uh, epic event, I think. And uh, as far as I understood it, she's traveling almost uh, aimlessly, but towards, you know, some sort of uh, center of power. But she's traveling out traveling outside of Aria. And uh, she travels through Arya and then through Solana, where she defeats a, a demonastery beast while she watches Bolton fight the creatures, you know, from the demonastery yeah. while they're having their siege. And then she continues into uh, Volcor, where she finds some people slaving away at this mine and, you know, other soldiers or mercenaries Uh, whipping them, and then she decides to help them out and kill these mercenaries, and then they run away. And when she finally makes it into, I guess, some sort of city or outskirts of one, uh, she gets pulled aside by none other than Shiana, actually. And she's finally brought up into the story first, for the first time, I believe. And uh, Shiana assists her by giving her a uh, mask, which I think is the mask that she uses to copy other heroes or clone herself as something else you know to disguise herself so that's what icelander is in the young hero art she's she took uh some Volcari clothes and put them on that's why she looks like Kano a little bit and she's wearing a mask like that's what makes her look different while she has black hair she looks like a regular citizen of
0: Volkor. okay that explains why the bear in the background is so confused yeah, they're like, what? She's changing? She shifted? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but oh, it's cool, right though. On. It's
1: very cool uh, call-out to the story. Uh, but it's going to be very exciting because they keep hinting at this very tall, strong dude with long black hair, the general of some sort. And I think I have an idea of who it could be. I really hope I'm right. Yeah. I, I hope it's the guy from Command & Conquer. Well, I hope it's the guy. Oh, I didn't even consider that. But... I hope it's uh, Daru
0: uh, Ashengard. Oh, that he's a... Uh, what card is he on? I know exactly who you're talking blood. about. Ah, he's the, he's the dude with the axes, right? The, the big axe. He's got one yeah. real big axe. Because, you know, we got to chop down huge trees. So what's interesting, right, that you say that is if you look at the art on Spill Blood... And yeah. you look at the, uh, the upcoming story posts, the dudes are wearing the same armor uh, oh, as yeah. the spill blood card where He's they a member have of... the, um, oh yeah, there should be, there's definitely like a, there's definitely some ridiculous word for it. But when you have like the, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? The brush on your helmet or whatever. Yeah. The, 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 the head hair, the helmet hair. Yeah.
1: I yeah. don't know what it's
0: called. It's something. Hel- air thing what is it called you know we're gonna solve this for all of our listeners okay. live on the air nice um i don't think it's technically a plume oh uh, okay. yeah that, that sounds right it's actually called a gallia a gallia um i don't know if that's specifically uh sideways ones but it is a um that's interesting so it's uh I know like fab kind of likes to dive into weird history references. So specifically any, any like Etruscan warrior would use these type of helmets, which oh, is no. uh, <laughs> like anywhere from the greater Italian peninsula. So like you're getting like yeah. Greek Spartans, Romans, like anything yeah. from that era. That's so funny. Another
1: podcast I listened to, uh, one of the members has, uh, it's a part of a character that he kind of does as himself, but, uh, he has like an obsession uh, an obsession with the Etruscans and he always begs the other members to let him do an episode on them. And when they finally let him do an episode on him, on the Etruscan like people, the civilization, they, t- they totally turn it into like some sort of like crazy time travel sitcom where like they don't even talk about the subject. And they like
0: <laughs> it, him discussing the subject caused this whole chaos to happen. He had this like beautiful presentation planned on like global Etruscan dominance. And the Something. prevalence of warm water <laughs> ports in warfare and just like it <laughs> just turned into a meme. That's totally great. Derailed, yeah, totally derailed meme. It was great. Uh,
1: um, but e- these cards are awesome. I'm actually very concerned as a viscerai player that
0: I'm going to have some
1: trouble in the coming meta. Whether yeah, so, they ban things or they don't.
0: <laughs> so this is weird, right? So, okay. What's the least fun deck? D- All right. So... Alright, we'll do our we'll do our we'll get the Magic the Gathering out of the way. What's the least fun deck to play against in Magic the Gathering? Uh Stax is slash Yeah, Stacks, absolutely stacks. Um I mean occasionally hand destruction too, yeah, but stacks. Uh and it looks like they are printing a stacks hero.
1: Yeah, this is very heavy into stacks and heavy until just random damage coming at you. Um, um so- I don't know. I hope they really, I hope they don't mess this up. <laughs> no, I mean, I really like what they're doing. Cause the thing is the game really, le- the, the game really, as it is now really encourages aggressive play. Like it, there's no yeah. really way, a couple ways around it. You know, we have Starvo who kind of just took guardian and was like, Oh, slow playing. Nah, two attacks a turn. Big <laughs> attacks. Yeah. Let's go prism. Oh, we're controlling. No, 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 no. Aggressive. And also defensive this who blocks we don't block i don't know what blocking is we're attacking you know like and then not to mention we just got out of the briar meta from aria before everfest uh and that was an extremely aggressive meta as well yeah and then the chain meta before that exactly so i think this is a really nice change of pace whether i'm going to be playing this into icelanders or not um it's still going to be really exciting to see these new cards at the table um, I mean, just just for the first thing we'll talk about, channel of the bleak expanse is a uh, mythic, or I'm sorry, mythic majestic uh, ice action We're aura. to keep saying it they change it. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing in magic. I call something a majestic, but I'm gonna actually, a- I'm just gonna start calling them mega rares because that's really funny to me, and, uh, yeah, and it'll work.
1: <laughs> so this says go again as an aura for one cost, pitch blue. Of course, pitch blue ice, Icelanders, you know, whole gimmick. Channel Ice. So it has the same channel ability as uh channel uh what was it? The uh, uh channel Lake Frigid. Thank you, yeah. And it says heroes can't reveal cards, search decks, or draw cards from effects. Dear Stacks. lord. No Just get stacked. please <laughs> stop my sonata. <laughs> <laughs> my sonata oh, wow. Mike become the Ark Knight. No.
0: Uh, yeah, so what's, it's gonna be rough. <laughs> there's a lot of um I feel like it's interesting right cuz it looks on these spoilers that Icelander is getting a lot of toolbox cards, you know? Oh yeah. Um and in general, I kind of like to play toolbox I don't like to play control decks. I like to play toolbox decks. Mm-hmm. And uh it seems like Icelander has something to slow down every single hero. So I'm kind of curious like um clearly like uh, so as we're recording this, they have Begun the slow roll of whatever the next hero they're going to unveil is with the, um, by showing us a mega rare Draconic attack with a Draconic, in my opinion, is definitely a talent. I don't, a Draconic doesn't seem like a, like at, at this point, every single hero has been a noun and draconic is obviously an adjective. Yeah. No, it's not a class. You cannot be a uh you can't just be my class is draconic. That's not a class. That's, yeah, you, that, hear that, that's a, like, you hear that blizzard? You um, hear that blizzard? Is that a thing in Blizzard? Is that a- uh, there's so WoW announced the new expansion this week where it's a uh they're like dragon people and they can only be one class. That's <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm just trying to be funny. I don't point <laughs> it.
1: No, I'm saying like that's odd that they would do that. You can't uh tech into other classes or
0: take. I think they points. they like did some research. Dragons are back in. Everyone's pushing it. It's like we right. got flesh and blood. Yeah, it's been enough time since Game of Thrones was like the cool dragons on the block. So now we're they're pushing it again. Now now we literally have the
1: story. The set called Song of Fire and Ice. It looks like so. Yeah, right. <laughs> at least from the thaw art. But yeah, dude, like. <laughs> The fact that we're getting new talents already is really exciting, but I think that talent is going to be attached to a hero as well.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So check this out. Right. Uh, so they also printed. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be attached to a hero. I think. I think you're a hundred percent correct that it is going to be the guy from the spill blood mm-hmm. art. And it's interesting, right? Because they... Uh, I don't remember which card it is, or it might have been a lore article, but they talk about several different Drakais. And so Kano is obviously the Drakai of Aether. And they mention like a Drakai of war. So it's possible that like... Volkor has like some sort of like uh, You know, they have a couple different leaders that are all in charge of stuff. Uh, And I obviously, I think they're Drakais. And so this like... This is interesting, right? Because it it really shows something where the borders of each hero card um, I think have shown us all the talents that will ever be in the game. I think uh, so. You know, because we had Bravo. His border ended up becoming the elemental cards. Viscerai's border ended up becoming the shadow cards, even though yeah. they had printed a shadow room blade. Uh, but Viscerai right. from the Demonastery, Dorinthia's light, but... Dorinthia, also from Solana. So I think it like is supposed to show their origins. So I think we can say that like yeah. Cavdane and Azalea are from the same place. Yeah, like, certainly. They're definitely from the pit. Yeah, and so I think it's interesting how they've kind of foreshadowed this stuff on the card borders. And uh I don't know, it's super exciting. And it, it's mm-hmm. really interesting to see, like, obviously, the only cardboarder. The two card borders that stand out are I mean obviously Rudy because he has the generic card card border like obviously that makes sense. But Shiana's is very interesting because it is the Solana border but it's crystal and like um and like a platinum or I don't know. I I really want somebody to bring back mithril, you know, like the like magical oh, ore. I remember
1: my mithril swords
0: in uh, RuneScape. <laughs> yeah. So magical ore would be really cool. So I don't know, so Shiana's border is really cool to me and I will say, the other new card spoiled. Right, uh, a lot. Well, so okay, so today, uh, so oh, today, oh, today's new yes. card. Yeah, today, as we're recording this, it is April twenty fourth, two thousand twenty two card as well. Based on yeah, content. so this cold snap card. Um, not the Magic set. No, not, no, not cold <laughs> snap from Magic. But so target hero may pay one resource if they don't freeze a card in their arsenal or an ally they control until the start of your next turn. turn.
1: Let's go.
0: (laughs) So check this out though, right? There is like a loose, like a, there's like a loose ninja, like a feudal Asian theme to like the art for uprising. You know, there's like a lot of katanas. Absolutely. Um, It's,
1: It's like warring kingdoms theme essentially
0: like they're very so, uh, on theme yeah with that. yeah like war and kingdoms so okay so check this out Um, I think Necromancer has been done to death the way that most people think of it have you ever seen a Korean TV show called Kingdom no it is like it is one of the most popular foreign language shows on Netflix um, interesting it's basically Game of Thrones but it takes place in feudal China. And, um, there's just a horde of basically former samurai that have become zombies that are just like, not like 28 days later, but more of like uh night of the living dead, like slow shuffling zombies. Mm-hmm. So please give me draconic necromancer that makes zombie ninjas. Um, I'm in, <laughs> That would be interesting.
1: (laughs) That would be something. My... I I do think we're getting allies, but um, I want to venture off and say that we will get Kano in some way or form. I think he will either be... They will either add new... They'll give him a new title the same way they did with Bravo, and they will add Draconic to him.
0: Or... The old double wizard set dueling wizards.
1: Well, potentially, but I or that, they was will, that roller coaster or they will give him two talents. I don't think they would do that. It's crazy. It'd be insane, but I can imagine maybe Kano with Draconic and ice. Maybe I don't know. Maybe he ice learns. Way to, maybe he learns a way to meld like the elements and he learns to cast ice stuff. Yeah, melding ice and fire
0: to He's just gonna be totally sort of new element from my like hero water. He's gonna be total rookie from my hero. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I, this art from Cold Snap, like the card with like just the striking like reds and blues and contrast, I feel is definitely what they're going for with this set, right? Just the fire and ice and the melding of them and the conflict yeah. between. But you're right, though. It would be weird for us to like go visit your Dr- so, okay, so I was thinking about this too, right? So we go and we visit Kano's homeland, Kasai's homeland. But so, you know, with Dorinthia, we didn't get a new Dorinthia card in Solana. Um, she was just kind of there for the lore. Yeah. And uh, same with like the DeMonastery, right? No new Viscerai card. So it is possible that they're just like, I think we'll see them depicted in a lot of art, but I don't know if we'll get new cards. I I, I think
1: that's more closer to what we'll what we'll see. Uh, it's fun to think about, though. Um, but oh, I do definitely expect Daru to be a
0: draconic warrior. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, I think that will be very sick. And I I don't... I wonder what... So that's what's interesting, too, is they seem to be exploring a lot of... Well, at least with Icelander, they explore a lot of new design space here. And yeah. so for them to reach Red Warrior, it'd be very interesting to see what kind of design space they can make with it right? Ooh. I don't know. This would be pretty exciting. Well, I will say though, this feels
1: like in terms of like the set structure, this feels like it would maybe be uh, like Monarch 2.0, right? Like reskin to Monarch almost. Yeah. I think we'll see generics, right? I don't think we'll see plain elemental, right? I think yeah. we'll see generics come back. And I think like um, we're going to see some I think we'll have a new class without a talent. I hope we, I hope we have a new class without a talent.
0: Yeah. And so so it's interesting. Right. And I was thinking about this and I would really like to see a new class without a talent. Um, but I think what ends up happening is there are just too many, you kind of have to stop yourself at, uh, I don't know. Like, obviously, they tried with Tales of Aria, but I think what ends up happening is you're just the draft environment kind of dies if like there's, you know what I mean? No, I definitely understand, and that's kind of oh, like you're just saying go generic heavy. Yeah, you know <clears throat> what? I, I see <clears throat> what yeah, you're saying. generic
1: heavy, and I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's more like it's more likely that they wouldn't do that unless they were introducing a talent with the hero class, like they yeah. did with uh, Illusionist, right? Uh, but. I don't know. I feel like it's it's about time we got something fresh, right? Uh I mean draconics really fresh. But yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be cool if we saw a some, maybe maybe not a Cromantia. I think it'd maybe not be the right set for that. Um but I can't really think of anything else. Like I'm thinking maybe some new brand of ninja. Yeah, I mean draconic like ninja makes sense. Volcorian like partake too much in stealth. They I think they like to go in real loud and uh brazen, you know, they seem like a very confident group of uh military, you know of yeah, kingdom that doesn't rely on subterfuge. Very uh, organized. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Um so my my guesses are gonna be two wizards, warrior, and I'll just throw
0: necromancer there. But the necromancer is pretty unlikely. We could get Ice Necromancer as well. We've all seen Game of Thrones. Um, Ooh, yeah, that'd be pretty cool too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel there's just something about them saying ally so much, you know, where. Right. That's one thing I
1: want to think is another theory is that they could give Wizard the tools to craft allies.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's another like they could summon elementals or whatever. That makes sense to me. Yeah, something I I talked to somebody about
1: at uh our armory actually uh this weekend was what if uh they made a wizard action or ability or some of some kind to create uh two power allies, right? Uh that have go again when they attack, but uh they have one health and if you attack and if they're destroyed, uh you deal one arcane damage to any target. Yeah. So like it's a way for uh Kano to sort of be like, "Hey, I can do the prism thing too, you know, or some wizard to kind of like mimic uh prism and creating like threats that you have to kind of attack but also you know uh be penalized for attacking, yeah, absolutely
0: so, so yeah I, yeah that my, makes sense uh,
1: that's my, my that's my guess there for the allies,
0: huh.
1: That is so there we do have new mechanics, though, in addition to uh, new cards. Yeah, Contain we have freeze these, uh, and I guess now freeze. unfreeze. freeze. Yeah, uh, there's this card in case, which is a majestic wizard, elemental wizard action. So uh, but it has an ice fusion. So if we ever get another elemental wizard, it could use in uh, case, uh, but just can't ice fuse it, which I guess that would be very useful. It does nothing otherwise. Oh, it just deals three arcane, right? That's just a zap. Um, But it has ice fusion, deal three arcane damage to any target, and if it was fused uh, and deals damage, freeze the hero and all equipment they control until the start of your next turn. And Frozen's reminder text is, a frozen object cannot be played or activated. So it's like an arrest if you're familiar with magic terms.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh interesting i guess that makes sense or detain, yeah detain detain makes a lot of sense hmm and then the the other new mechanic is uh affliction auras oh yeah that's really cool they're like curses yeah why didn't they say curse we'll find out well you know magic curse
1: aura or curse that's like very on the nose yeah that's true it's not very blatant
0: I do like that they made them auras, though, because that uh, there's like a lot of design space there with like, you know, if an aura came under your control since the last turn, like stuff like that, or like, oh, yeah, Prism can like theoretically just attack with a hypothermia, <laughs> you know? What? No, that's not true. It can't happen, right? Yeah, because, uh, well, it can't gain go again, but she'd control a hypothermia. Wait, you know? wait a minute. No. <laughs> yeah, but that card doesn't say
1: any aura, right? It says only illusionist auras? Uh, let me
0: double check. Yeah, illusionist auras. Oh, it's only illusionist? What about um Iris aura. of Reality? Yeah, same. Oh, not too bad. <laughs> That's not too
1: <laughs> That'd be so
0: funny. <laughs> That would be oh, hilarious. Yeah, right? It'd be fantastic. I was looking forward to that. That would worked mentally for me until just now, obviously. Yeah, hypothermia is interestingly
1: worded, though. Uh, there's a really cool, powerful one that's going to definitely make waves called Frost Hex, And it lets uh, Frostbite uh, deal one arcane damage to the uh, controller at the end step, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but hypothermia, though, is cool because it says attacks you control cannot gain go again and yeah any of your end phase destroy hypotherapy but what it says in the reminder text as well is this does not affect attacks that naturally have go again
0: yeah which is fascinating right like this card was one of those cards where like when i first read it i was like that's insane but then when i reread it a second time i was like oh this card is this card's nowhere just near good. as good as i thought it was no just good
1: it's good like yeah it's I good. Think that's just where it's, at. it's good Right, and it's definitely gonna you know, just absolutely dunk on some decks like uh, Visceri with uh, Mavrians. You just be like instant speed, respond to Mavrian, play this like oops!
0: Yeah, or, I mean, uh, it gives Oldham like some that gives Oldham a tool against Prism, too, you know? Yes, absolutely 100%. And and on top of that, um,
1: it also, well, I'm saying back to the uh, the Runeblade one is like uh, Swarming Gloomvale. Uh, in response to Swarming veil from your arsenal, just playing oh, Hypothermia. Yeah. And then now the gloom veil can't gain Go again. It can gain the other abilities, just not Go again. But the Prism one is extremely, I mean, is especially uh, interesting and appealing. The play pattern here with Hypothermia. I like it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, the, they gain Go again once you have the pitch. Uh, once you have the pitch there. So you play it on your turn before they get to start their turn. Then now they can only attack you once. They can't have this whole like wide turn where you get hit with a herald and like three auras and one of them or two of them have like two power. Yeah. It's crazy. Very crazy.
0: This is all very exciting to be honest. Yeah. Right. And it seems like they're really getting the mega rares out of the way. And I'm going to keep calling them that, uh, <laughs> So, yeah, that's fascinating. I hope Hypothermia doesn't end up being like a fringe sideboard card because to me, it seems like a must have if you're going to play Icelander or, um, or, uh, what's his name? Oldham. So, yeah, no, yes.
1: Icelander was struggling a little bit, uh, to find blue cards, blue ice cards that are worth running. Yeah. Absolutely. And now they have all the blue ice cards they could ever want on just three days worth of like,
0: six or seven spoilers, essentially. Yeah, a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of Icelander lists, you know, I mean, looking at skirmish season results, ran a lot of generic attacks uh, just because there were so few blue ice cards um, that were worth playing. That's, that's interesting. That's a very right. good point. Filling in the gaps to kind of do something other than just play
1: things at instant speed and make your opponents pay one, right? Now, I find it to be an incredibly disruptive deck. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be real fun to play against, huh? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's definitely going to be really cool to see something new in CC. That's really what I'm excited for. I'm excited for something new sitting fresh and i'm so glad i uh, got i was able to hold on i i decided to hold on to my cold foil and aether vein nice way to make some money uh, yeah <laughs> that shot up a little bit still gonna hold oh, on yeah. to it because we haven't seen it
0: all so i <laughs> actually i'm curious now that the hype has settled a little bit i'm gonna look this up as we speak you know oh, because no. i kind of watched all these things soar
1: what if it's a token weapon in the set
0: Cold foil art Icelander, $70. Hell yeah. Ching. <laughs> right, let's see. Let's look at this Kraken Aether vein. Cold foil, Kraken Aether vein. 40 bucks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It dropped a little bit. It went up to like 50, 60. It dropped. That's fine. You know, I'm actually <laughs> I wonder if they'll make it a token. I don't think they'll do that. Not after
0: Everspace. That's kinda wa- that's kind of wild if they did that. Yeah, and the Stormstriders seem to it yeah. peaked around one seventy. Now it's back down to one forty. But wi- the wizard hype—that's is that's already high. a massive spike. It was way below eight. It was like below eighty, I think. Right, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it uh, it was. It was. I I picked up mine for uh, I want to say seventy five two or three weeks ago, just to complete my Kano deck. So, oh, nice. Oh, look at you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I ended up picking one up a while ago, but. Not uh, not not that uh, not super at all-time lows, but it was a good price at least.
0: And you know what else is interesting is um, since in the last two hours, gosh, are we financially toxic here with Flesh and Blood? There's been a buyout of Blazing Aethers, which is now an $8 card. <laughs> well, people are, I think, maybe specking on
1: some sort of new cano. And I yeah. remember it was funny because I was actually telling uh, Carlos... Our, you know, resident uh, Kano master, I was like, dude, you should probably try to invest in some alpha foil, uh, alpha foil Blazing Aethers, even though they were probably like a bajillion dollars for three of them. Now I can't imagine what it's going to cost. Because do you know about the flavor text on that card? I I don't. What's going on with Did you know that all copies of Blazing Aether do not have flavor text, except for the alpha foil, first edition foil? Really?
0: Yes. What? Look up on well, db for the flavor text. Edition foil. Let's see. Oh my God! Yes, it does. Is it too metal? No. It, says, it just says, "Oh, you thought you were going to win," which is actually really funny. If you yes. lose this, came out. I see that it works both ways, and maybe they removed it because it's ironically hilarious. No, it um, just, I love it, dude. It's so good,
1: especially when your opponent is like thinking they're in the clear and they've got the win. And then Kano goes, Okay, math checks out. Uh, pitch, like, Oh no.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: right. You thought you were going to win with your pummel on the stack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the salt is so real. Um, yeah, I've, done a couple I've of lost a to wizard too many <laughs> times and that's why we need to stop giving things to wizards they can just conjure them they need um, they need some help <laughs> yeah oh my goodness yeah this is uh, oh.
1: it's exciting I'm really really excited for oh. uh, to see Kano come through you know and some of the wizard stuff that we've been seeing we've been seeing
0: yeah right I wonder if no, there's no way less than in Lava Spike Two, right? Uh, it was like a dollar card. Let's see, are we up to two or three dollars? No, we're still a dollar card because okay, there's too, too, many too, many too many of many them. Many it's many. super rare. Which, if you're keeping track at home, is one less than mega rare. Um, Just one less. It says one less. Um, so yeah, that's fascinating. Ooh. So you know what's interesting? We talk about all this Icelander hype and how Icelander is getting all this cool stuff and how like Icelander is really cool and everyone loves Icelander now and they forgot about like all their old friends and they just hang out with Icelander. Yeah. Um, have you taken a look at the uh, the living legend boards at the conclusion of skirmish season? I'm not talking about the race everyone's talking about. You know, I'm not talking about Prism versus Starvo. I'm Some talking world. about living legend for young heroes oh yeah um it's pretty interesting i was not expecting icelander to have picked up so many points here you just want me to give you a list of well i'm looking at it now myself dash prism lexi bolton levia benji oddly enough Katsu, Azalea, Datadol, and then Genus and Cavdane, obviously. Kaio, Azalea Gianna picked and up Balboa. points? Well, those are all... Uh, Azalea didn't pick up points, but those, they all have less than Icelander. Um, my goodness. Well, Icelander uh, actually won a couple skirmishes uh,
1: with... I saw actually Rob Seigel, uh played Icelander to victory at a skirmish uh, gauntlet. Oh, interesting! Yeah, she has 38 living legend points. But you know what else? Ira lost a crown. Yes, Ira did lose a crown. Um, Viserai is now the boogeyman of Blitz because he's at he's got plus two points. He's at two ninety five
0: living legend points. Viserai is because uh, keep in mind for young heroes, you only need five hundred um, yeah. to be retired. He's halfway, he's more than halfway. Yeah, he's 295. He needs 205 more points, um, which, my goodness, we'll see what happens with the fall skirmish season, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's crazy. You know,
1: it's, it's interesting. I'm looking at, like, you know, the living legend points, and I'm like, wow, like, Icelander actually is... Doing quite better than all of these older heroes that actually do have some uh, blitz points and some blitz viability, I think. And it's interesting yeah, absolutely. she's picked up so much in so little time with so few tools. I think that sh- it kind of uh, speaks to her power, right? When piloted correctly, right, and in the correct meta. But now,
0: imagine with all the new cards we're we'll beginning with her, what it's going to oh, look yeah. like. And it's interesting too, right? Because before Everfest release, this was an Ira Dory Kano format, in my opinion. Um, and now it seems to be uh wide open at the moment. 100%. So that is fascinating. All right, and, it's the o- and season. Is also really up there too. He's at 276 living legend points in Blitz. He is, which is good, which is good because I think if Blitz needs one thing, it needs to slow down a little. Yeah. Um it's just, uh, I don't know. Blitz is very, it's very, like, uh, it's just every single game feels like it, like every deck's going at top speed. You know, you're rewarding the yeah. decks that can hit the hardest and do the most damage as fast as possible. And uh, I mean, obviously, that is the intention of Blitz, I guess, but it would be, it'd be nice to see a more diverse metagame where it's not all aggro. And that's why I kind of like to see Oldham up there. Hundred percent. Yeah, you know, wow. Blitz has been interesting. At least I never
1: really gave it too much of a shot, but playing it has been quite a bit of fun. You know, even though we normally do CC Armories, uh, you know, that's what the majority of our play groups and stuff like to go with.
0: Yeah, I you mean, know. I I like CC. It's like chess. You know, it's right. uh, to make one mistake, pay for it for 35 minutes against viscerai like i did against you this week where i just decided <laughs> to overblock early for no reason and i just never got my momentum back. that was
1: that was a really intense game and actually that was one of my first prism wins against prism in a while and i think I, i'm starting to get a hang of uh just starting to get a hang of my matchups a little better yeah. and understanding them a little better with viscerai because, I don't know, I just never got enough Prism reps. I got all the Guardian reps anyone would ever want in the world, because <laughs> I have to play against Jonathan Owens all the time. <laughs> Haven't we all gotten Almost enough in. Guardian reps? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, and I also played him at the Armory as well. Uh, he was on ultim, and I was on this. Usually slated a bit closer to this. I rolled high, so I was feeling good. But... Little did I know, as as good of a start as I had, the game started to go more towards his way slowly. And uh, I did end up building quite a bit of rune chance up to 22. And I was at seven life and I decided this was the moment I needed to go off. I had the Sonata. I had a couple cards. And uh, I blocked blocked my skeleton, went off, popped my thing, and actually got a pretty good spread of attacks. But at the end of it, he was around, I think, uh, 10 life, if I remember correctly, at the end of my turn. Oh, wow. And then we spent the rest of the game essentially just needling each other. And uh, I can't remember. Jeez, what was it? I'm trying to remember exactly how it went down. Like. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm remembering our second game we played our first game. He won because I it was on a turn that I had to block or discard a card. And I had two cards in my hand. And I had a blue and I had a red in my hand. The red was a swarming gloom veil, and the blue was a meeting and greet. And I knew in my deck I had two of each of those cards left. And I was like, okay. So I can at this point um block with my blue meet and greet and then I'll still have a swarming and then hopefully hit two more swarmings when I Sonata, right? Because the Sonata was ready to go, I just, well, not ready to go, but I had all my ring chance set up. I just needed to draw the Sonata. So I block with my blue meet and greet, right? And I go and start my turn. And then as I, as I go to Arsenal on my turn, I realize you know, I should have blocked with a different card but only after saying and turn and he goes crown and I realize oh no I have a red in my hand. So ah. he actually managed to get the uh he managed to actually get me on the um exposed to the elements. I could have pitched to prevent it. Oh it was so rough. I was like, "Okay, good game." <laughs> I didn't want to play. I was just—it was like over. It really was over. I was just like, not gonna be able to get. Caught. I wasn't gonna be able to finish it off. You know, I was running yeah, that's out of brutal. gas, and it, no, no, uh no, sonata turn, no, no win. You know, yeah. But we played another another match after that just to run it run it out, and we we actually went off, and it, the game went down to the wire one life, one life. And he was able to deck me with f- my last four cards in my hand,
0: uh, blocking Oof. four, seven. And he had an eight attack coming at me. Damn. Nothing feels worse than the guardian exhaustion win yeah. or loss rather, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I couldn't get there. It was close. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was a, I don't know. So I actually, I'm starting to, I played Prism this week at armory. It's my only complete CC deck. Uh, I have a bunch of others in various states of completion, and I um, I don't know. I'm thinking about retiring Prism for a little while because it's the only deck I've ever played, and I just need to shift gears for a little bit. Whether yeah. that's uh, I don't know. I have Reinar Dash Viserai, and Bolton all almost complete, so who knows what I'll play this week? But I'm I'm looking forward to like playing with a different hero and getting a uh, some kind of perspective because mm-hmm. uh, you know I've only ever played one deck it'd be nice to, to give something else know. a shot what do you yeah. think about playing um, I don't know I uh, I feel like I I feel like I want to play something rogue I don't know if I necessarily want to play a tier 1 deck so I probably won't do Viscerai. Um, and uh, I don't know Reinar kind of seems fun right now Reinar is very fun I do. Uh, Reinar a has a lot of while. good matchups at the moment in the metagame too. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I think it's definitely a valuable,
1: valuable learning to be on the playing side of a Reinar deck. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially as prism, because that's a bad matchup. So if you oh, want to get that, match. that, uh, that game, that your game plan a little better, learning the, uh, the ins and outs of brute can be very beneficial.
0: Well, especially I brute and one of the reasons I like brute right now is you have a good matchup against the guardians. You have a good matchup against prism. Um I believe Visorize is a bad matchup, right? Terrible matchup against Visorize. <laughs> yeah, yeah, i was going to say um and obviously that's the weak spot for the deck, but I don't know, at the moment it seems it just seems fun to play. There's something about right. Reinar that's super fun and I decided you know, obviously, James White has said that Reinar is his favorite deck. Uh, so it just makes sense to me to build the creator of the game's favorite deck. Because obviously that class is going to get some love. Hashtag Draconic Brute When, um, Jeez, that'd be interesting. A Draconic Brute. Yeah, right? Just like a fire monster. We all, everyone loves fire monsters. That's a thing. I wonder if that's how they introduce a dragon into the game? Just be like Draconic Brute.
1: Brute's just a catch-all word for like monsters or
0: something. I don't know. Like orcs. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, man. Yeah, that'll be sweet. I'm about it. Yeah,
1: you know, um, but in terms of just how everything's been performing lately, uh, your girl Prism actually did win a battle hardened.
0: I saw that. Uh, It was the Madrid battle hardened, right? Yes, I do believe so. If I'm not mistaken. I believe it was a prism in the finals, wasn't it? I wasn't watching. I woke up and I saw the news. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't watching either. The European ones are weird. I did watch. Um, so, you know, I obviously I believe that battle hardened win prevents Starvo from hitting living legend before the pro tour. However, I, um, I do think what's very interesting is that, uh, is that, you know, the, um, what is it? Starvo ends up winning the calling this week. And I did. I did watch a little bit of the calling Taiwan. And unfortunately, I think this event's only going to be remembered for the finals. But, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's Starvo did win the final, but not what not at what cost. But,
1: you know, <laughs> well, I mean, at, at what cost? Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. Uh, Sadly. Um, a player in finals on turn one decided that it was worth cheating to try and gain an advantage
0: on yeah. camera in 1080p, on camera, Live. 1080p Twitch chat. Um, right. yeah, people are really good at seeing sleight of hand, um, especially you know when they can record it and look at. Over again, and obviously, you should definitely always like stay a little vigilant for your opponent's sleight of hand. But my God, what a crappy way for a calling to end! Um, and yeah, it's you know, not I not exactly the climatic
1: you know battle everyone wanted it to be.
0: Oh yeah, I uh, I will say though this top eight. Um, I don't think a a single prism deck made it. Um, I believe it was. Three Starvos, two Visorize, a chain, and I don't know the other two decks. Um, yeah, the, 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 the player was a Shane, was playing Shane. Yeah. I mean, he it was just a got chain... an Oak and Olded. Yes. And, and uh, but, that player had just beat Starvo uh, in the match before. Which is yeah. interesting.
1: But he didn't get turn one Oak and Olded. But it's obviously no excuse. I'm just saying what had happened. Recalling the events. And he had blocked with one card. Allowed it to hit, and he was presenting a shuffled hand to the starboard player. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what happened, right? Uh, you yeah. can both watch it so we know. Um, he, pre- he presented a shuffled hand, presumably because he kind of shuffled it around a bit, to the Starvo player to choose two cards. He picked two from the left, and then the player proceeded to actually swap cards real quick with his fingers. Swap cards between the two, like actually just with both hands, very blatantly uh, swap cards from the far left one or the far right one with one of the left ones and then looked at the hand again to make sure he got it right and then put it to the bottom.
0: Yeah. Uh, which I don't know if I would have caught that in person. Like, I mean, obviously, you know what I mean? It was yeah. very fast. Correct.
1: It looked like somebody just checking his hand to see what cards he was. He got chosen to put to the bottom.
0: Yeah, that was. That was not ideal. And it's it's awkward, right? Because I know. OK, here I actually have. I actually have the the breakdown of the top eight. But I mean, at the end of the day, uh Luo Xing Jun is the uh, is the champion of the calling Taiwan. Yes. And um, well deserved. And he went through a gauntlet. Uh, but here's here we go. So people, we talk about the Starvo meta at our logo Not a lot of people show it with Starvo at our local armories. Um, except some Matt. Films. Without looking it up, do you? Kn- <laughs> would you like to take a guess at how many Starvos are in the top eight of which event? Calling Taiwan of calling Taiwan. Um, I think you may have said it earlier. Four. Oh well, so I was wrong. <laughs> Uh, it's okay. six. Oh, dear. There were there were six Starvos, <laughs> one chain, one viscerai. Wow. wow. Prism didn't make it at all. Oh, Prism did not make it at all. Shame, six though. Starvos. Well, well, that, player. well, that chain yeah. deck. Yeah, we know. Uh, actually, it's interesting because the the path that that chain player took was uh, they played Starvo three times in the top eight. Wow. Um, So obviously in the end, like uh, dishonesty cost him the game and likely his ability to play competitively for some length of time. But one thing I did get to watch though, in this coverage was in the first round, the match that they showed, um, it was Starvo versus yeah, And that was actually a very entertaining game to watch. I was not expecting it to be uh, as back and forth as it is. So
1: what was the, can you d- describe to me, uh, just maybe briefly, what did that look like to you? Like, what did the Viscerae, what was the Viscerae doing?
0: So, uh, so basically, uh, I don't know, the way this match tends to go, right, is Starvo lands the big hits early, while Viscerae just tries to not play a lot of attack actions and builds up rune chants, um, yeah. and send a bunch of them at once or to, like, go wide on a couple turns. And I got to watch this game. I want to say at some point, let's see, so I'm not just entirely yeah, at some point this game was thirty two to ten, and the uh the very final turn, I believe Bravo wins one to one, uh yeah, so it's interesting because I see a lot of those matches go that way, and they become very entertaining because of it. Those are the most entertaining matches, and that's what makes this game
1: like in general, just so like exciting to play is that you have these matchups where like literally players will go toe to toe and blow for blow. You know, I mean, people we've, we've gone over thousands of times over, you know, like it's, it's really close, you know, it's like a, a a slog match, you know, it's people defending, blocking with the last of their resources and getting in chip damage and, you know, playing to their outs correctly it's, it's all about, it's a mind game. You know, it's all about stamina and being able to maintain a clear focused mind while you play and making the correct decisions. Cause one single in one single minor mistake could cost you the entire game. Just like I did earlier, like just like I did when I was talking about pit, blocking or pitching the wrong car. You just never know. Right. Yeah. But Optimally, you know, the correct choices are always to do something to avoid like all of your outs, right? To be prepared for your outs. And I just wasn't, I hadn't, didn't have that in my mind. In my mind, I was like, what's most likely going to have me deal the most damage to win instead of what can I do in my hand to avoid losing right now? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Right. I was thinking I was going to win instead of thinking, how do I stop myself from losing? And that's why I made that mistake.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it is fascinating. And I think that's why this game rewards uh, repetition so much Um, because and this game does such a good job of the moment you lose and the decision you made sticks with you for so long that every I feel like unlike a lot of other TCGs I've played um, I don't know there's something about this where losing almost always makes you a better player. Like you you're so focused on the game. The game takes an hour. Like it sucks to lose. And I don't know the lesson sticks with you and what you fell for sticks with you. And it's just, I don't know. I quite enjoy it. So right on.
1: Cool. So, what, what's, um, what's another thing that we could discuss is that the may armory kit looks really good. Oh yeah. It's random. Yeah, so it's like all prior Armory kits uh, randomly distributed. And I think actually one of the playmats will be a, a recent one. Maybe it I'm seems that way. And then um, an old one is thrown into the mix. And then
0: some random promos as well. Ooh. That's a, so I actually haven't seen any of them. I know they came in for the local stores, but the, uh, the store owners like to be secretive. Yeah. They'll so wait for the reveal. So uh, I'm excited. I yeah, there's certain like, I don't know. I really want I really want a Vizier uh playmat. I think that's like one of the sickest pieces of art they've ever done. It's very um, cool. I would love one. Absolutely. I would love to become the
1: Arknight one even better. <laughs> did they? They did a play night, a play for become the Arknight. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. It's incredibly cool. Uh, the are like of that. close in
0: HD. Oh, my God. It's awesome. Oh wow, yeah, that is super cool. Yeah. Or this uh it's the um isn't it the it's the other chain specialization, right? No, become the Knight's the uh Viscerai specialization. It's not a Oh, really? Cuz I know they did one for Arcanite Ascendancy too, right? Yeah, there's each hero had a
1: uh, majestic and a super specialization from both oh, uh, WTR wow. and uh
0: Arcane Rising.
1: Wow, the okay, super that's interesting. Specializations
0: are all tutors. Cause I found it, and I had to Google down, re- or I Googled it, and I had to scroll down really far to find somebody with it. So my guess, there's not a lot of these in cir- circulation, apparently. No, sometimes they sell, and they kind of go for two hundred plus. Ooh,
1: yeah, it's tough. That's it a spicy mouth pad. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's gonna be exciting, man. I'm really excited to be playing in May in my armories. Yeah.
0: I am too. Get some old stuff, some promos. I really I don't know if anybody get a cold foil Don Blade, but I've always wanted one. I'm Ooh. Dory is always secretly my favorite hero. So one of these days, <laughs> Dory, oh, she's the OG bay. Exactly. Replace okay. with Prism for a little bit, but we'll be back Dory, we promise. Um, I played again I played nearby
1: uh, next to a guy at uh the calling and uh Nats in Orlando. Uh, he had a. He actually has a YouTube channel. I think pretty well known. Uh, it's the Fable Hunters. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I played next to that guy, uh, and he interviewed his opponent. But he had like an all graded Dory deck, with like all his, like his all his equipment and his Dory was like whole foil and graded. Get it on the oh, table. Man. With slabs.
0: <laughs> That's the. It's the only way to play.
1: Apparently, <laughs> slabs,
0: graded slabs, tens and nines. Exactly. It's the. Gosh, that's going to be a pain to shuffle. Not the deck. Not the deck. (laughs) Oh, all the the equipment. All the equipment. equipment, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, I was hoping for the deck, too. No way, dude. Sometimes my imagination just takes me away. One of these days, someone will try. Oh, right on. So. Let's see. Matt, you have to make. Before we end, you have to make one call. All right. What class is the draconic hero gonna be? Warrior. Warrior. Hundred percent.
1: I'm. I'm. I'm all in on warrior. All in. But I. I am somewhat skeptical. I'm like ninety percent sure because they did do warrior for this style of set already once. Yeah, it was Bolton. Um. Right. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm like so confident I'll go all in, but I am gonna go all in. I because I want daru if they print daru i will be a warrior main I, think... I want to swing an axe
0: really big very big axe all right here's my call on the on the warrior situation i think they're gonna print daru right but i like how this game leans into traditional rpg tropes without like hitting them too far on the nose i think we're getting daru Draconic Brute and his special ability is he can use two two handed weapons. Oh dear. So they'll oh, put God. a two handed warrior axe or, or like a two handed brute weapon, but he can use two of them. Oh no. I don't know. But what if, what, yeah, but it's, I just want something
1: that can use spill blood other than Volt and, oh yeah, because yeah, he is down, on spill blood. Yeah, that's why that's why I'm thinking Warrior. But you know, that's wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad either, because Draconic, uh the what is it? Uh Thaw
0: is a six power card. Brutes yeah. do love their six powers. I think what we're gonna see is um I think LSS is very very weary of dead card pools. I think that right. would really suck. Like if um I think if Prism wins one or two more events and then the Pro Tour, Prism actually gets living legended. And having a dead illusionist card pool, I don't think would be very good for the game. So I think we'll either see Ice Illusionist or Draconic Illusionist in this set. Perhaps. Just
1: one last theory. Crazy theory. But since Shiana is mentioned
0: in the set.
1: What What if if Shiana is
0: actually an illusionist? An illusionist Shiana. So I was actually thinking about this earlier. I think you're dead on. I think what happened is they took the shapeshifter design space and it was too broken and they ended up they ended up using illusionist. I don't know if they necessarily want to regret the shapeshifter
1: design space. I think maybe she can still still be that. But almost kind of like a amorphous character that can kind of take multiple shapes and maybe we'll see her again as something else and she can wield two two-handed axes yeah
0: that'd be really <laughs> dope <laughs> i do think i think you're right though i think it's very i don't think that i think the current shapeshifter design space is great i think you're 100 percent right on that i think what lss has ran into is they have a very difficult time expanding that design space without yes. it just immediately blowing up in their faces and testing yeah I think uh, an illusionist is possible. It just doesn't seem to fit, like, the story that they're trying to go for.
1: And the imagery I've been seeing seems to show, like, a very, like, war-based. kind of, like, set up the name Uprising, right? You can see images of war, like, conflict. Like, they talk about the Solana War with the monastery. You have fire, you have ice. This is a very, like, political, like kingdoms at war with each other kind of set. And I don't really know how an illusionist fits into that, but I can see how like somebody caught in between the conflict. Icelander is stuck in between two, two, there they're going to be two heroes in the set that represent two sides of the conflict. And then there's going to be a fourth hero who is going to be, I guess, maybe like, uh, you know, uh, the blackbird, like the out of, out of, you know, out of place kind of character other than Icelander. Right. Or maybe the mediary. Right. Somebody who sits on the, the line between the two, which is why I was thinking maybe we get Draconic and
0: Ice. Yeah. Right. Some kind That's, of some kind of steam hero. Yeah. Mechanologist. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mechanologist is the steam. talent, not a class. I don't That's know. true, but it's <laughs> steam. a theory. Ice, yeah. Draconic, Mechanologist, everything's steam-based. I don't know. Obviously, I'm also excited for this set to have new Blitz decks. Um, I don't know and what's even more exciting is there's a whole nother round of spoilers and like maybe this entire episode will have just been us <laughs> completely wrong well I mean we can only wait for so <laughs> long right <laughs> exactly. so next,
1: next week we're definitely going to talk about our uh, our our thoughts on the new Kano Draconic Ice Wizard and how mad I am that Dralnu was a, a ninja not a warrior or a brute <laughs> Daru is not a just
0: can't (laughs) wear that much armor Armor, too much armor
1: and then they just like I don't know I was trying to think of something else goofy to say but
0: no you're 100% right (laughs) Right. I really okay so real quick though I do because you mentioned it all right I am looking real quick at the uh okay check this out So I just brought up the art from the bottom of the Morlock Hill article. And there's a warrior that is wearing uh, one of those head crest things in the steam. There's Prism, there's Icelander, and there's Shiana all in the steam. Morlock? At the very bottom where it says to be continued. So maybe, I mean, theoretically, that's Icelander. I'm really going on a hope and a prayer here, but I think this is it. I think that's what we get. Yeah. I see Prism there. Yeah, I mean obvious Prism, obvious Shiana. Um, the Icelander is a maybe. Cause you know, that could be anybody. I think it's Icelander. That would make the most sense to me. Well, oh, yeah, because you get the mask, you remember? Yeah. And then, you know, you get the you get our boy Johnny two axes. Oh man. <laughs> Though that is a very pointy weapon he has. I think that's just the other side of the axe. Oh, the the long side. Gotcha. Hey, I don't know. It's definitely so something to... pointy. Maybe he's getting no. axes. Axes, 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 <laughs> axes,
1: axes. All the non axes. All right.
0: <laughs> he's so good at axing. That's why there's no trees in Volcor. You never. Like, you don't even have to axe. We haven't seen a single tree. It's because he's so good at it. <laughs> just kill them all. <laughs> don't axe where the trees are. Exactly. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I think that about does it for this week. Um. Gosh, I can't wait to see more of the set. I'm really excited about it. Fire nights is a really cool theme. Um, Matt, do you have any parting words? Um, all in on Axes. <laughs> ice and Fire.
1: Uh, Gar- Game of Thrones.
0: Uh, yes. Yes. Game of Thrones. <laughs> all in. Ice and Fire. Yes. I'm 100% there. Axes. Don't forget Axes. Axes, Axes, Axes we just just keep on chopping i don't know uh we'll see y'all next week uh thanks for listening take care